The wives of the Brahmins replied, Dear Lord, this sort of instruction does not befit you. Your eternal promise is that you will always protect your devotees, and now you must fulfill this promise. Anyone who comes and surrenders unto you never goes back to the conditioned life of material existence. We expect that you will now fulfill your promise. We have surrendered unto your lotus feet, which are covered by tulsi leaves. So we have no more desire to return to the company of our so-called relatives, friends, and society and give up the shelter of your lotus feet. And what shall we do returning home? Our husbands, brothers, fathers, sons, mothers, and our friends do not expect to see us because we have already left them. Therefore, we have no shelter to return to. Please do not ask us to return home, but arrange for our stay under your lotus feet so that we can eternally live under your protection. The Supreme Personality of Godhead replied, My dear wives of the Brahmins, rest assured that your husbands will not neglect you on your return, nor will your brothers, sons, or fathers refuse to accept you, because you are my pure devotees, not only your relatives, but also people in general, as well as the demigods, will be satisfied with you. Krishna is situated as the super-soul in everyone's heart, So, if someone becomes a pure devotee of Lord Krishna, he immediately becomes pleasing to everyone. The pure devotee of Lord Krishna is never inimical to anyone. A sane person cannot be an enemy of a pure devotee. Transcendental love for me does not depend upon bodily connection, Krishna said further. But anyone whose mind is always absorbed in me will surely, very soon, come to me for my eternal association. After being instructed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, all the wives again returned home to their respective husbands. Pleased to see their wives back home, the Brahmins executed the performances of sacrifices by sitting together, as enjoined in the Shastras. According to the Vedic principle, religious rituals must be executed by the husband and wife together. When the Brahmins' wives returned, the sacrifice was duly and nicely executed. One of the Brahmin's wives, however, who was forcibly checked from going to see Krishna, began to remember him as she heard of his bodily features. Being completely absorbed in his thought, she gave up her material body conditioned by the laws of nature. Sri Govindaji, the ever-joyful personality of Godhead, revealed his transcendental pastimes, appearing just like an ordinary human being, and enjoyed the food offered by the wives of the Brahmin's. In this way, he attracted common persons to Krishna consciousness. He attracted to his words and beauty all the cows, cowherd boys, and damsels in Vrindavan. After the return of their wives from Krishna, the Brahmins engaged in the performance of sacrifices began to regret their sinful activities in refusing food to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. They could finally understand their mistake. Engaged in the performance of Vedic rituals, 
they had neglected the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who had appeared just like an ordinary human being, and asked for some food. They began to condemn themselves after seeing the faith and devotion of their wives. They regretted very much that, although their wives were elevated to the platform of pure devotional service, they themselves could not understand even a little bit of how to love and offer transcendental loving service to the Supreme Soul. They began to talk amongst themselves. To hell with our being born as Brahmins. To hell with our learning Vedic literature. To hell with our performing great sacrifices and observing all the rules and regulations. To hell with our family. To hell with our expert service in performing the rituals exactly to the description of scriptures. To hell with it all, for we have not developed transcendental loving service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is beyond the speculation of the mind, body, and senses. The learned Brahmins, expert in Vedic ritualistic performances, were properly regretful, because without developing Krishna consciousness, all discharge of religious duties is simply a waste of time and energy. They continued to talk amongst themselves. The external energy of Krishna is so strong that it can create illusion to overcome even the greatest mystic yogi. Although we expert Brahmins are considered to be the teachers of all other sections of human society, we also have been illusioned by the external energy. Just see how fortunate these women are, who have so devotedly dedicated their lives to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna. They could easily give up their family connection, which is so difficult to do. Family life is just like a dark well for the continuation of material miseries. Women in general, being very simple in heart, can very easily take to Krishna consciousness, and when they develop love of Krishna, they can easily get liberation from the clutches of maya, which is very difficult for even so-called intelligent and learned men to surpass. According to Vedic injunction, women are not allowed to undergo the purificatory process of initiation by the sacred thread, nor are they allowed to live as brahmacharis in the ashram of a spiritual master, nor are they advised to undergo the strict disciplinary procedures, nor are they very much expert in discussing philosophy or self-realization, and by nature they are not very pure, nor are they very much attached to auspicious activities." But how wonderful it is that they have developed transcendental love for Krishna, the lord of all mystic yogis, the Brahmins exclaimed. They have surpassed all of us in firm faith and devotion unto Krishna. Being too attached to the materialistic way of life, although we are considered to be masters in all purificatory processes, we did not actually know what the goal is. Even though we were reminded of Krishna and Balaram by the cowherd boys, we disregarded them. We think now that it was simply a trick of mercy upon us by the Supreme Personality of Godhead that he sent his friends to beg some foodstuffs from us. Otherwise, he has no need to send them. He could have satisfied their hunger then and there, just by willing to do so. If someone denies Krishna's self-sufficiency on hearing that he was tending cows for a livelihood, or if someone doubts his not being in need of the foodstuff, thinking he was actually hungry, then one should understand that the goddess of fortune is always engaged in his service. In this way, the goddess can break her faulty habit of restlessness. In Vedic literatures, like the Brahma Samhita, it is stated that Krishna is served in his abode with great respect, 
by not only one goddess of fortune, but by many thousands. Therefore, it is simply illusion to think that Krishna begged food from the Brahmins. It was actually a trick to show them the mercy of accepting him in pure devotional service. The Vedic ceremonial paraphernalia, the suitable place, suitable time, different grades of articles for performing ritualistic ceremonies, the Vedic hymns, the priest who is able to perform such sacrifice, the fire and the demigods, the performer of the sacrifice and the religious principles are all meant for understanding Krishna. For Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. He is the supreme Lord Vishnu and the Lord of all mystic yogis. Because he has appeared as a child in the dynasty of the Yadus, we were so foolish that we could not understand that he is the supreme personality of Godhead, the Brahmin said. But on the other hand, we are very proud because we have such exalted wives who have developed pure, transcendental service of the Lord without being shackled by our rigid position. Let us therefore offer our respectful obeisances unto the lotus feet of Lord Krishna, under whose illusory energy, called Maya, we are absorbed in fruitive activities. We therefore pray to the Lord to be kind enough to excuse us, because we are simply captivated by his external energy. We transgress his order without knowing his transcendental glories. The Brahmins repented for their sinful activities. They wanted to go personally to offer their obeisances unto him. But being afraid of Kamsa, they could not go. In other words, it is very difficult for one to surrender fully unto the personality of Godhead without being purified by devotional service. The example of the learned Brahmins and their wives is vivid. The wives of the Brahmins, because they were infused by pure devotional service, did not care for any kind of opposition. They immediately went to Krishna. But although the Brahmins had come to know the supremacy of the Lord and were repenting, they were still afraid of King Kamsa because they were too addicted to fruitive activities. Thus ends the Bhaktivedanta purport of the 23rd chapter of Krishna delivering the wives of the Brahmins who performed sacrifices. Yeah, I'm gonna